but let's talk to Jake. Spavital, he is the head coach of the Bobcats. How are you, coach? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, a whirlwind today, right? It is, man. It's a good deal, though, man. It's a, it's a day and an opportunity to talk about your university and just what we got to offer. And, you know, it's, it's just pretty cool. I get to talk to you because, you know, James Masson probably has really no idea about what <laughs> Texas State is. So uh, it just gets to bring people together in a good way. Well, talk about Texas State a little bit, just in general, about, about the university that you're at and have been at. This will be your fourth year. But um, talk about why, why Texas State and, and, and what kind of drew you there, first of all. Yeah, like I recruited Central Texas for probably about 10 to 12 years. And uh, you kind of watch this university grow up uh, along I-35, which is a very popular highway in, uh, in Texas. And, you know, it's stationed right in between Austin and, and, uh, and San Antonio. And it's one of the fastest growing areas in, the, in really the country, mm-hmm. arguably the world right now, because everybody's moving there right now. And, you know, traffic's insane, but, uh, you know, because uh, it's so populated. But that means that there's, there's a lot of uh, opportunity around there. And, and there's over 40,000 students enrolled there, and they're going to keep bringing more kids in. You know, they're, I think they're up to 7,300 for the enrollment for the freshman class wow. this year. So, <laughs> you know, and, and there's just so much opportunity there. You know, they, they haven't been playing FBS football very long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, this is our 10th year, you know, and, uh, uh, and they've just been kind of playing catch up. You know, they decided, you know, when they, they got into it, like, hey, let's just jump into it and we'll, we'll, we'll bowl the, the south end zone to make it 30,000 seed stadium and then we'll just kind of catch up from there. And we finally <laughs> got it to a spot that, you know, it's ready to compete at a high level. Do you, do you like where your program's at? Again, wins and losses-wise is probably not where you want it to be, but but everything else, do you feel like now in your fourth year that everything is kind of established? I do. I, you know, we're not we're not playing to the standards and the expectations that we have, but, you know, we are showing a lot of improvement. You know, when I got there in 2019, and then, of course, we had to deal with COVID and all the all these Absolutely, other issues, yeah. which everybody did. Uh, but I finally got to a point where we look like a football team. We have depth. We've got size. And uh, I think we can be competitive, you know, and that's all I ask is just we take it one day at a time because, you know, when you get in group of five and or like when James Masson makes the transition into it, there's just so many moving parts. You just got to <laughs> yes. focus one day at a time, you Absolutely. know, and, and, and how, you know, the, the climate of college football is ever changing. You know, you just got to deal with the issues as you go. And I, I think that what we've done over the last three years, we finally got to a point where I'm really comfortable with our team. Did you know much about JMU before? I did. I was at West Virginia for. That's right. You, you were, know, weren't you? Yeah, for two stints um and we actually played in my i believe it was 2012 um in fedex field and uh-huh. uh, in, in, in uh, washington dc but and they had they had some pretty good players there <laughs> now they had that left guard i can't i think it was a left guard left tackle or just an old lineman i thought that was that could play anywhere in the country i think he got drafted too yeah. but uh uh but yeah i've always known about it and you know and I, i've I've always had respect, and then you see him win all these national championships or be in the contention for it. It's not a surprise to me because, like, I had to go up against it, and, you know, mm-hmm. we were sweating bullets there for a while because <laughs> uh, it's a talented team. Well, talk about your, your set. You've been at Tulsa's at GA, Houston, Oklahoma State. You were at West Virginia back in that 11-12 era um, at, A&M, at A&M, at Cal, at West Virginia, then at Texas State. Um, <laughs> you could have been all over the country, haven't you? Yeah, I know. I'm surprised my wife is still with me now. <laughs> like, I was uh, I was looking on uh, my back porch the other day on some patio furniture, and I had three moving stickers on it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I got to like settle down and get somewhere. But, you know, those early stops, I was just trying to get my foot in the door. Absolutely, and, yeah. And I was very fortunate to be around a lot of great you know, coaches, great you were, people, yeah. and great players, and I, I owe them everything for my success at a young age to get to this point. Because, you know, like I've, I've I've coached ten NFL quarterbacks, and there's a reason why I'm a head coach now is because of the success of those <laughs> ten guys. It's not like I recreated football or anything, but. Right. 
Uh, it's just I've been around, been fortunate to be around some good people. We're talking to Jake Spavital. He is the head coach at Texas State. The Dukes will play Texas State. That will be in Harrisonburg, and that will take place on October the 1st. Um, here coming up this season. But let's talk about your football team. I know offensively um, it was a struggle at times last year. Um, you lose your quarterback. How about that? That position is so important, obviously, as you just talked about. But right. do you have a guy in mind, or is it kind of a, a, a competition right now? Yeah, it's it's a competition right now because it's, it's going to be a new starter this year because right. – you know, if I would have told you that my starting quarterback would have gone to App State and then I would have taken an Arkansas State quarterback like before, I'd be like, what world are we living in right now? But, <laughs> but um, you know, you, you, look exactly. at, you look at last year, and, you know, I had Tyler Vitt, who I, I, he was a quarterback that I inherited, but he was a, a power run quarterback, mm-hmm. you know. So when he had to go, he's a really good competitor, great player too. Like I had to adjust my play calling style to him. You Absolutely, know? yeah. And then you get Brady McBride, who I had, who's a more kind of move the pocket, give him vision and get him out. I had to adjust the play calling to him too. So I now have three guys that I can go back to kind of what I've done in like West Virginia days and all that where we <laughs> more get comfortable. more comfortable <laughs> while we're doing. So it's going to be a good QB battle. You know, it, it, there's three guys of Lane Hatcher from Arkansas State, Ty Evans of, of – um, uh, he came from North Carolina State, been with me for a year now. And then uh, we had to pick up C.J. Rogers from Baylor this last month because I'd, you could roll the dice and go into a season with two QBs that you're comfortable with. And I, I just I can't do that. So, I got, <laughs> yeah. you know, we brought another one in. But uh, it's going to be a, a pretty intense fall camp to yeah. see where this goes. You know, with those guys and, and how – how have you dealt with a portal? I mean, obviously, it's, it's here. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a real thing. Everybody's got to use it, and, and that's just the way it is. But is that a challenge? Yeah, it, you know, I, I felt like I got ahead of it last year, um, you know, because my whole thinking was is that they have one time to transfer, you know, and it's hard to transfer a second time. Well, now they're going to make the rules that it's unlimited, <laughs> yes. so I, I don't know where it's going to go from there. Yes, but, no doubt. But we were taking a lot of developmental transfers that have years, mm-hmm. and because we were having the issue of developing, like we'd get a high school kid and develop a, you know, develop them and pump money and time and resources into him, and then he leaves for somewhere else, which I know JMU has had those issues. We've had the same issues yeah. too, you know, and you sit there as a coaching staff, it's frustrating, you know. Absolutely. You know, but then everybody thinks you're, you're hitting the portal just, you know, to take transfer. Well, that's not the case, you know. Yeah. You're, you're trying to, you know, build depth and make sure that you can at least put a product on the field that you're comfortable with, right. you know. So. You know, like I sit on the, the NCAA Ethics Committee. I'm on the name members like this task force and all that. And what do you learn is everybody's got issues. This <laughs> isn't not going just, away. Not just you, right? You either adapt or you die, yeah. you know, and you just, you just face it and, and, and you communicate with your staff and, and try to do the best you possibly can. One thing with your offense is no matter who the signal caller is going to be, you've got some talent coming back. You've got your top two rushers back, your top couple uh, receivers back that'll, that that did some good stuff for you a year ago. Do you like the pieces around that quarterback? I do. I do. And I think we've got some good additions coming in yeah. to add depth. Um, I, I've been impressed with the offensive line because the COVID year, like it, I started like 10 different O-linemen during yeah. that year, and last year we had a lot of different injuries and issues. Like some depth up front now? I got over probably 10 guys that have started games wow. for me. You know, so that that's going to be the comforting deal for me is the O-line. No question. So that's going to allow the receivers to, to, to be a lot better this year. But, you know, there's a this has kind of been a work in progress, you know, and we finally this is year four, and this is kind of where we see it and, and we envision it, and, you know, we got to make the most of it. You know, I'm going through and I did some some prep, and I'm looking at all the defensive numbers and – 
You have everybody back, don't you? I mean, you've got a ton of guys yeah. back on that side of the football. I know the numbers aren't great, but for those guys to have another year in the system and it's learn big. everything, it's big. Yeah, continuity is big, especially in Group 5 and just, you know, like working with each other. And that's like what I was talking about, the line. Like they've, they've Absolutely, a lot, yeah. They've played together for a while, you know. But you look at defense, and, and um, we've had some good additions too, but which allows us to put some of these kids in better positions to have success because – at times, you know, like we have Jordan Revels with us here. He was a DN for us, but he's an outside linebacker, you know, and he was taking double teams, and now he's playing outside <laughs> linebacker. It's just more natural position we're, for him. We're starting yeah. to get to that, that yeah. position right now. Talk about that, that side of football a little bit more, and what do you think are going to be some strengths on that side? Uh, I think the, the defensive line is, is completely different now, and, and that's what makes That matters in this league, too. It matters, you know, and, and we've got – we can be more multiple now. Like when we were first got here, we can right. only be a three down team. Now we can do a lot more four down stuff. So I feel like we got some edge rushers now that have, have, have played for us and, and have had success. And and uh, I just think from a defensive coordinator play, you know, play calling, you're more multiple. You can at least go and rush the passer instead of drop eight <laughs> on third downs, and, right? And not have those conversations. So uh, that's where I'm most impressed right now is that D line. All right, one last question for you, then we'll get to Keith Gill. Um, Harry O'Kelly was the punter at James Madison. His brother, Seamus, punts for you. Yes. Um, is he a character? Because Harry was at JMU. Uh, is, is Seamus a character at Texas State? Unbelievable. Like, uh, he's one of my favorite kids I've ever coached. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, he, and you probably had to deal with this, too, like where you know, COVID hit. They, they never went back home. Right. Know? So he finally <laughs> went back home for the first time. So he kind of was just like living with us and hanging out. And he's a good golfer. He's got a little moped now. Like, Does he? Uh, yeah, he's, That's he's, uh, he's awesome. Like, he's my best mate is what I always say. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Best friend. Uh, the, the O'Kellys are... They're one of a kind, but they're fun. So uh, that'll be fun for him to come. I know Harry's graduated, but he told me he's already going to come back and, and be on the sideline to, to razz his brother while he's punting. But <laughs> maybe you won't him. have to punt that day. Who knows? So that's <laughs> the goal. <laughs> Coach, great to meet you. Look forward to working with you. Yeah, pleasure. Best of All luck right. this year. Thank you.